Welcome to the Purposeful Parenting Podcast. I'm Harriet Rowe, wife and mother of four adult children, three girls and one boy, all graduates of the United States Military Academy at West Point. Grab a cup of tea or coffee, get cozy, and take in your weekly dose of Purposeful Parenting. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Purposeful Parenting. We've been looking at how to love our children the way God wants us to love them and wants us to love others. As we mentioned, this love is called agape love. This love, agape love, is perfect love. It's the way God loves us. We know that we're not perfect and we'll never be able to love perfectly, but we can strive to do what God wants us to do. We know that this is the love that God wants us to strive for. So this week, we'll continue to look at what real love is, what agape love is. Now remember, agape love is God's love, and God is love. Agape love is the way he wants us to love others, to love our children, and to teach our children how to love others. We are to teach them not just by telling them, but by setting the example, how we love them and how they see us responding in love to others. 1 Corinthians 13.5 says that love is not rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of wrong. Love is not rude. Now let's take a look and see what that means. Well, that means that love cares for others and respects the feelings of others. This type of love does not go out of its way to disgrace other people. It honors It does not dishonor. This type of love speaks with kindness, not in a rude or derogatory manner. Proverbs 16.24 says, Gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. You want your words to be sweet to your child's soul and healing to your child. Harsh words are destructive, while kind words are restorative. Speak to your children with love, dignity, and respect. Don't use words that will embarrass or belittle them. Don't ever use embarrassing words or belittling terms to your child. Have you ever been in a store and you've watched or heard a parent speaking harshly to a child? How does it make you feel? And you don't even know the child. Can you imagine how the child feels? The parent doing that is saying things that can never, ever be taken back. And you know what? The child will remember that type of thing for the rest of his or her life. 
And unfortunately, that child is learning how to love his or her future children and will do the same thing to their child if it's not caught and corrected. You should think twice before being rude to a friend, correct? So why would you want to do that to your most precious gift? So remember, agape love is not rude. Agape love is also not self-seeking, and it doesn't demand its own way. Mankind, as you probably know, is naturally selfish. It's easy for us to think about just ourselves. However, if there is agape love, it requires us to put aside our selfish tendencies and to think about other people. Agape love does not insist on getting its own way. It focuses on the needs of others. You've probably heard the term, my way or the highway. Well, that is not agape love. Agape love is not self-seeking means that love is not just out for ourselves, but it looks out for the welfare of others. Biblical love, agape love, is not about us continually seeking things for our own best interests. But once again, we're looking out for the interest of others. Philippians 2, 3, and 4 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. Another thing about love that's agape love is it is not irritable or easily angered. This goes along with love being patient that we spoke of earlier in part one. Don't rush towards anger and revenge. Do you? Do you think that a person who wronged you deserves what's coming to them? I've got to tell you, I'll be honest, there was once upon a time, and every now and then, unfortunately, I will slip back into that, where I see someone doing something awful, and I think they deserve what they get. Well, that's not agape love. They deserve what God gives to them. It's not up to me. Agape love requires us to pause for a minute and to reflect on what God does for us when we make mistakes. God's love is not associated with strife and ill temper. Being irritable, angered, and annoyed can destroy the best of relationships. So when there's disagreements, we have to encourage ourselves to strive to speak to each other with kindness and humility. And once again, we're not perfect, and it can be difficult. And that's why we have to focus on what Jesus would have us do, agape love. Proverbs 15.1 tells us, a gentle answer turns away wrath, 
but a harsh word stirs up anger. So that tells us that we need to communicate with love. Remember, harsh words, once they're out, cannot be retracted. Once you say something, regardless of how how harsh it is, you cannot call it back. Therefore, you have to remember to avoid getting angry because it can result in the use of harsh words, which can make a situation a whole lot worse. Sometimes you may have to remove yourself from a situation before you verbalize something to calm yourself down. If that's what it takes, then do that, especially when your child is involved. It should always be done, but remember to protect your child against being spoken to harshly. Harsh words cannot be retracted. Abide in godly love, in agape love, and live in peace. And don't give in to destructive emotional anger. This doesn't mean that love is never provoked, because to think that it's not is really being a little naive. But what it does mean is that provocation doesn't lead to a fit of rage or saying harsh things that once again you can't come back, call back. Love can think evil. Once again, to think that it doesn't is being naive. But the difference is agape love does not spend a lot of time thinking about it. And agape love, if a person is living and abiding in God's love, when they find themselves thinking evil, will ask him for forgiveness. How about love keeps no records of wrongs? Well, this means that love keeps no scores of past mistakes and hurts. We shouldn't keep count of how many times someone wrongs us. That can lead to a lot of heartache and disappointment and really stop you from progressing. Remember, we all have wronged or been wronged by others, either intentionally or unintentionally. Agape love does not hold on to wrongs done to us by others. It doesn't hold on to grudges. God forgives us, and we should forgive others. Don't be revengeful or spiteful, but be compassionate and forgiving. Don't harbor negative feelings. This can be very challenging, I know, but agape love requires us to forgive and not to hold on to grudges. God forgives us, and he loves us, in spite of shortcomings. Ephesians 4.32 tells us, be kind and compassionate to one another, just as Christ forgave you. Agape love does not hold on to wrongs done to us, and we too are to practice forgiveness. Now, when I do a self-assessment as to how well I show agape love, I can tell you that there are some areas 
that I can do fairly easily. But then there are others that require a lot of work and are really difficult for me. So you might say that I'm a work in progress. The important thing is that I know I should show agape love in all these areas. And I am working on it. And you know what? The more I study God's word, the closer I get to loving the way he wants me to. We know that God is love and that the word of God is the perfect source to know what love means and how we can be loving to other people and to our children. Bible verses about love reveal that our world has skewed the meaning of true love. But God's word remains the steadfast source of divine knowledge and wisdom and love. Read and meditate on scriptures about love from the Holy Bible and begin to see the changes that come about in your heart and in your mind that comes when you're pursuing selfless love, God's love, agape love. Romans 12, 2 tells us, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So when I look at do not be conformed to this world in reference to love, I say to myself that I am not to love according to the world's way of loving. I am to be renewed by God's word. I am to renew my mind by studying God's word. You are to renew your mind by studying God's word and teaching your children God's word. By doing so, you'll discern God's will, and you'll know what he wants of you and how he wants you to love. You will learn more about agape love. He will show you how to love your children and how to love others. Agape love is God's love. And as you love according to God's word, you will be parenting on purpose. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Purposeful Parenting. For more tips on parenting, or if you would like to reach out, please visit me on HarrietRow.com and follow me on Facebook, Harriet Rowe. That's Harriet with two T's. I look forward to grabbing a cup of tea or coffee with you next week. Feel free to invite a friend. Until then, this is Harriet Rowe reminding you to parent on purpose. Music